so many people want to do something on the side and they don't make the three hours, even one hour time to put aside to it, you know? So if you're doing that, if you're making an attempt to like bring in that thing that you want to be in your life, I think that is definitely to be commended and you should give yourself a break for all of, you know, the evenings that you come home exhausted. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name is Femke. And today, in this episode, we're going to address a question that we got from a listener. And I want to start by reading it out. It's a little bit lengthy, but it's definitely worth reading out from the start to the finish. So this is an email that we got from a listener called Alice. And here's what she said. The biggest challenge that I'm facing at the moment is what I call creator's guilt. And by that, I mean the guilt felt we're not creating. I feel under huge pressure as the often token creative in my workplace to always be creating outside of work because I'm passionate about it. For the past few years, I've only wanted to create a handful of times on my own terms. I feel as though a lot of my creative energy goes into my work and then there's nothing left over. It's exhausting. I then feel guilty when I see and am compared to colleagues and other creatives with their side gigs and passion projects. It's as though it invalidates me as a creative and diminishes my perceived passion for what I do. This is a really tough one for me. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Alice for sharing that with us. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have felt this and we actually shared this in our community as well. And you're not alone, Alice. So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today, right, Fem? Yeah, yeah. When I first read this, I was like, oh my gosh, you're speaking to me. Like, I'm sure everyone has felt this at least once before. So I think this will be a super relevant topic for us to talk about today. But before we dive into it, let's briefly catch up. You are in the US right now, right? You're such a traveler at the moment. (laughs) I am, yes. I am in the States, have been over here for our company retreat, which was in Oceanside. After that, it's been a couple of days in San Diego and a weekend in Joshua Tree as well, which was absolutely beautiful, by the way. Uh, And now I'm in San Francisco for like four nights before I head back to London. And what what are you doing? What are you up to in San Francisco? Well, I'm just working, to be honest. Um, I always like to add on an extra week after a company retreat trip or perhaps before it, just because if I'm already coming over to the States anyway for one week, I might as well be here for two. You know, it's such a long flight. Why not get some more travel out of it? Uh, Yeah, so I just thought I'd come up to San Francisco because there's some people I know here that I can hang out with and some I've not met before, which is going to be great. So I just decided to do it, you know, calling it a business trip and making my business pay for it. Nice. Nice. Fair enough. Yeah, you may as well make that opportunity to like hang out with some people and catch up with some friends while you're over there. Totally makes yeah, sense. Exactly. How have you been? I have been good. I've been working a little bit on my Webflow website. Are you still working nice. on yours? Well, I haven't actually started the Webflow part of it yet. <laughs> okay. Well, we did say the end of February, so I guess we still have a couple of weeks. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been working a little bit on that. Oh my gosh, I'm currently importing my blog and it's so much work. I'm trying to set myself a goal to do like five at a time every now and then. So like cutting it into blocks because there's like 50 or something blog posts that I need to import. Yeah. So I like sit down for like an hour at a time and do five and that's kind of 
been helping me sort of get through it and import them all. But yeah, been working a bit on my website. Also, I'm going to London next week, Yay! which is very exciting. And I will be in London by next yeah. week too. <laughs> you will. You will be back by then, which is cool. So yeah, going to London for a conference. I think it's called UX Conference London or something like that. Uh, and then I'm also doing a workshop by jam i think i'll put links in the show notes to these uh but yeah i'm having a week in london working remotely and attending this conference and workshop which is kind of exciting so yeah i am looking forward to it i think it's going to be really fun i think it will be and I'm, i like that you still get to do that even though now you have an office job you know you can have this week working yeah remote. i think that's great yeah it was really nice i was like i wasn't sure you know if if working remotely like was really a thing so I asked my manager if it was okay to work remote for a week and he was like of course like go have fun so that's super cool yeah. very nice. nice and yeah we'll get to hang out which would be absolutely great uh, I don't think we'll record an episode in person while we're there because that might I don't know two microphones in the same room might not be good <laughs> but we'll at least get to see each other yes definitely I'm looking forward to it should we dive into today's topic of creator's guilt so you sort of alluded to this femme when you read out Alice's uh, comment but is this something that you've felt before? Uh, yes. And can I also just say that I love how she's termed this, like creator's yeah, guilt. Yeah, I've never heard it referred to like that before. Neither, but it actually perfectly summarizes the feeling and the emotions that you kind of get with this when it sort of happens to you. And I mean, honestly, I have felt this before. Sometimes I still feel it. Like I feel as though I sort of go through phases of this. Uh depending on my mood and depending on, you know, the things that I currently have on. Um, but yeah, I've definitely gone through this phase before where I feel like I constantly sort of need to be creating or sort of putting my skills or my talent to good use all the time and feeling like if I'm not doing that, then it's kind of a waste. So yeah, I have definitely felt this before and it's a hard thing to to kind of get through, especially when you know, maybe you already feel like you are giving it your all in your day job and then you're expected to come home and sort of keep going. But on personal projects, that can also be sort of really hard to to manage, I guess, or to understand. I've actually seen, like, I don't know, maybe if it's just there's something in the air at the moment that people are, people are thinking about this, but I've seen a few tweets lately from people, mostly engineers, saying... Like, hey, just putting my hand up and letting you know that I'm someone who doesn't, like, hack away on the weekends and in the mm. evenings on my own product. I just do my job and then I come home. And just making people aware, basically, that that is still a valid lifestyle option. Totally. It does feel like, especially in this world of tech, that everyone has something on the side and everyone should have something on the side. And if you don't, then you're doing something wrong. Um and I, I sometimes worry that we are adding to that with our podcast because, you know, we talk about side projects. Both of us love side projects. But, yeah, I just don't want people to feel like they have to have one in order to be a valid creative. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I most recently experienced this feeling sort of shortly after I joined Uber. And oh, interesting. Okay. I, th I think for me, what was sort of going on was I was and slash still am uh, just like really enjoying my job. Like I am very fulfilled there. The work is very creative. It's very challenging. It encourages me to, you know, use my skills and my talents and think in these creative ways. And it's just overall a, f a fulfilling job to do. Like I enjoy going there. I enjoy it throughout the day. And I, I think I, after a couple of months in, I 
suddenly realized that I was struggling to sort of keep up or find the extra motivation or the extra energy to work on side projects. And I think that was because I was just having such a good time at my job that I didn't necessarily feel that need anymore to have those side projects be the main fulfiller for me, like to be my main creative outlet. Now I feel like I can sort of give it my all at my job. And then if I want to, then sure, I I can, you know, keep tinkering on side projects. But like you said, I think it's totally okay to give your all to your job and have that be your main focus. Like you don't have to have a side project to be like a worthy creative. Like if your focus is all in your day job, like that's totally cool. That's awesome. Uh, There just seems to be this, like you said, this idea that in order to be worthy or whatever, you have to continue tinkering outside of work as well. Yeah, and it kind of feels like it's an all or nothing mentality as well to me sometimes where like you're either someone who doesn't have side projects who like stops work at five o'clock and goes home and relaxes all evening or whatever or you're someone who works constantly 24-7 whether it's on Uh... your side projects or on your main job. Like Mm. I think that, I don't know, I don't know what it is but that striking the balance between the two sometimes isn't talked about that much. We're like, yeah, I have side projects, but also I'm going to take this weekend off and not open my laptop at all, you know, and, and that's okay too. Like, there's a sense that if you have a side project, then you should be pushing for it to become your main project. In yeah. A way. Yeah, which I don't think is necessarily true, right? Like, your side project can stay a side project forever, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to have this goal of becoming your main thing at the end of the day. I actually filmed a couple of videos with Pat Flynn and his studios when uh, I was in San Diego and we did a series, a little three-part series, I think he's going to do a week-long series about it, but I was in three videos, about freelancing and like doing that on the side. And in it we talked about options for like once you start freelancing, what comes next? And one of them was, it just stays that way, it just stays on the side mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. use it as a little piece of fulfillment and you still enjoy your job and like perhaps the side project, the freelancing, you know, whatever it is gives you that added little bit that you were missing. And perhaps if you are feeling fulfilled in life, then there's no need to have a side project, you know? And it it seems weird to feel guilty about that, but I can definitely see how Alice and all the other people who have replied to this in our thread and our design life community are feeling that because of the way that we, as tech people in general, talk about side projects and how everyone seems to have one. Yeah, it. I don't know. It's so strange, isn't it? But it does almost feel like if you're not having a side project or not sort of somehow utilizing your skill or your craft outside of your day job, then what are you doing? Like that's kind of the pressure, right? It's like, well, yeah. why aren't you doing that? And why don't you do that? Like, and and then and Alice kind of says this or mentions this is then people judge you like, oh, well, if you're not doing that outside of work then you're you obviously can't be that passionate about it right there's always that like little sting at the end of like well if you were truly passionate about it then you would be doing it 24 7 right which is is really hard to overcome because it just makes you feel this guilt and this shame yeah and I with this one have like I want to express my opinion clearly on it and make sure I'm not offending anyone or like you know causing any issues Uh uh I think that if you're someone who is complaining about your day job perhaps and is not in a good situation 
but yet you're not doing anything on the side to change that. To be honest, I think you should feel a little bit guilty because you're not like putting your best effort in to mm-hmm. get yourself into the right situation. But if you're feeling the guilt because you know, you're being compared to others or whatever, when you are perfectly happy with your day job and with the work you're doing, then in that case, there is definitely no need to feel it and it sucks that people are making you feel that way. But yeah, is that too mean to, to say the first part of what I said? No, I don't think. I think it's <laughs> it's encouraging, right? Like, it's encouraging. I think there'll be people who will hear that and think, yeah, maybe I should start something to, you know, make myself or help myself feel fulfilled creatively outside of work and use my skill in a way that, you know, is fun for me. If, if you're not getting that fulfillment from your day job, then yeah, I mean, I agree. I would encourage you to get a side project or, you know, bring in some of that hustle into a passion project or something like that. I think that's fair to say. On this topic of comparing yourself, I really want to bring in something that our good buddy Justin said in, in the community when we posted about this idea of creator's guilt. He said, firstly, I want to say that comparing yourself to others is an unfair comparison. You only know part of their story and it's the best part. It's the part they've curated and chosen to share. And this is something we've talked about before on the podcast, right? About showing the highlight Mm -hmm, reel. mm -hmm. Um, He goes on to say they're putting their best foot forward publicly. And if you try and compare that to your own life, you're not being fair to yourself. You know all about your flaws. You know about all the good and all the bad. So you're not comparing your best with their best. You're comparing your everything with their best. And that inevitably is going to lead to you feeling worse about how you're doing. I think this is so true. And like I said, we've said it before on the podcast, but I don't think it can be said enough because it's a really hard one to sink in. Yeah. And even I, even though I know this, I still do it subconsciously. Exactly. I still compare myself to other people's amazing highlight reel or showcase or whatever it is that they're putting out online. And yeah, I mean, even if, whether you're creating side projects or, or not, it, either way, it's you feel bad, right? You feel like you're, you're not doing enough. And I think you're always going to feel that way if you're comparing yourself in that way. Like you're never going to feel like you're doing enough or putting in enough effort or creating the best you can if you're constantly always comparing your everything to someone else's highlights. And I think where the problem really comes in with this and it's probably like you know a bigger issue is the part in Alice's comment where she said when I am compared to my colleagues and other creatives so like that's other people comparing her you know and on that Justin had to say that regarding other people comparing you to others and making you feel bad about not doing more that's not cool if you have people like this in your life cut them out and and no ask them to cut it out (laughs) and if they don't (laughs) then consider cutting them out yeah, uh, that's that's a tough one to be, you know, have people in your life who aren't supporting you and her, who are actively making you feel worse about yourself. I just think that's terrible. And sometimes you can't cut those people out. Like sometimes it's your colleagues, but you can, I think, consider cutting out their impact on you, you know, um, lose a little bit of, bit of respect for those people, as mean as that sounds to say. But, you know, if you don't respect someone, their opinion doesn't mean so much to you. So, yeah, if there's someone who's comparing you and who's saying these things then I think they're probably not worth you know having having their opinions impacting you in your life yeah so so what do you mean by that by cutting out their impact on you do you mean sort of just growing a bit of a thicker skin and not letting it get to you or I mean that they stop being people who you care about you know whose opinions that you care about right it's really hard when your friends and like people you respect you're going to trust their opinions more you know 
and often people you work with as well like you automatically respect them because you you've both been hired at the same company you know you're probably going to have similar ish values work ethic all that but my opinion of people definitely goes down when i see them comparing in this way and that for me helps me consider their opinions less you know i don't care about it as much because i don't really have much respect for them if that's the way they think and so it stops that their opinions impacting me do I sound really terrible? <laughs> no, no, you, you don't sound terrible at all. I mean, yeah, we all need to do a little bit of this now and then, I think, right? Not just with the creative's guilt, but other other areas of our life as well. So no, I don't think it's harsh. Maybe it's a case of explaining to these people, because uh, what Alice also said in her uh, comment to us was that she feels like she's the token creative. So perhaps these people, and I'm actually pretty sure they aren't, aren't creatives themselves. Because I think that as creatives, we understand how much like mental, emotional, even physical sometimes effort mm -hmm. goes into running side projects and, you know, having things going alongside our work. So I don't think we're as likely to judge each other for not having something. But I can see why people not in that industry and not in, you know, our field of work would see, oh, this is just what creatives do. Why aren't you doing it? Um, so maybe it's a case of explaining to them the effort that's involved and and maybe explaining how you're just completely fulfilled with what you do during the day and you don't you know, feel the need to work on anything else. How can anyone argue with that, really? Yeah, so I guess there's that, like, explaining, well, I mean, not that you owe anyone an explanation, to be honest, True. but... But if it's someone in your life who you feel like is judging you and you want to give them the chance, like Justin said, uh, you know, ask them to cut it out before you consider cutting them out. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, that way. So give it a try first of explaining it. Uh, if there's someone that you feel like you should be keeping around... <laughs> Yeah. So I guess there's that. And then there's also the guilt problem, right? And this is more mm. something that comes from ourselves. And I don't know. I mean, do you have any advice for how to sort of make that guilt go away? I mean, what what do you think about how to deal with that? Because that's something that I think can eat a lot of us up quite a lot is, and it comes back to the comparison, right? Like is feeling guilty, comparing yourself to other people, feeling like you always should be doing more, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, how do you deal with that guilt? I think that I stopped feeling a lot of this guilt when I took a good look at what I need to fulfill me in life and where that fulfillment is coming from. And I feel like I've got it mostly covered. Like, there's definitely times where the balance swings too far in one way or, you know, take on too much and feel overwhelmed. But for the most part, I feel like I have a really good handle on what I need in my life to feel creatively fulfilled. So perhaps the first step is figuring that out for yourself. Like, I know for me, for example, I need to be designing. I need to be designing websites, for sure. That's, like, I love that challenge. I love that analytical combined with creative thinking that comes with designing for, you know, UI and UX. I need to be uh, connecting with people and sharing knowledge and like teaching. I really enjoy that as a creative outlet. And I also need to be just making art for fun sometimes. So I get that uh, through hand lettering usually these days. It used mm -hmm. to also come through designing and printing my t-shirts. Um, that's like another creative outlet I need in my life. So I feel a bit off when I haven't done any lettering for a while, for example, which is why I now try and include some in my YouTube videos because it gives me you know, a good reason to get out the iPad yeah. and the Apple Pencil nice. and, and create some things. So figuring that out and, like, understanding what you need can help you feel less guilty if, like, you're already meeting all those needs, right? Like, why should you add anything else if all your needs are already being met? 
Yeah, I think I, I totally agree. I think it's also nice to think about goals as well. Like if we're talking about needs, I think goals are also True. a nice one yep. to bring in. Like, you know, what is your goal? Like for me right now, one of my sort of main goals for this year is to uh, like really focus on my day job. And so, you know, at first I felt a bit, little bit guilty about letting a couple of my side projects get a little bit deprioritized. And I totally had this creator's guilt feeling. But then when I sort of made it a goal and made it more of a focus and uh, actively sort of committed to it, then I started feeling less guilty about, you know, neglecting, not really neglecting, but just deprioritizing some of my personal side projects. And I think that's totally okay. Like that for me helped me to cope with the guilt that I was feeling about saying no to some of my side projects that I could say yes to, you know, stuff at work. So I think having a sort of goal or a focus also can help in this area. That's uh, one of the reasons I think I might have talked about this before, but why I loved Sean Blanc's Plan Your Year workbook Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. that he put... Like, he made you plan out the events and, like, you know, things that you want to have happen in your year. And that meant, for me, putting all of the trips I want to take on the same list as the projects that I want to achieve. And seeing them on equal footing made me not feel guilty about, you know, moving forward with a million projects because I've got all these, this travel planned. Because it made the travel of equal importance to the project. Uh-huh. And so I was like, this is important to me. I have made this decision that taking this trip to Japan is is a thing I want to do and I'm going to get less done this month because of it but that's okay yeah I want to bring in Meg's response to Alice's um, question or or challenge that she's having Uh, so Meg replied saying this is me to a T I'm just so exhausted after coming home I would love to see how others have conquered this I've started to dedicate three hours of my Saturday mornings which is my only day off to my projects, whether it's my YouTube, my portfolio, etc. So I think like this approach of sort of dedicating a few hours or like a set time in the week is a nice way to dedicate, like put in that block of time towards your side projects. If maybe, maybe you do want to do them, but you're struggling with finding the time or something like that. And that's where the guilt is coming from, not necessarily from not wanting to do a side project, but maybe not having the time to do it. So I think, uh, yeah, like what Meg is doing by dedicating a block block of the week towards that side project is a nice way to kind of, you know, get you and encourage you to, to actively work on it. Yeah, I like that. I think often the guilt we feel when we're not working on our side projects and when that is something that we really want to be doing is often because we haven't been prioritizing them, right? They're important to yeah. us, but because they're our side project, they're sometimes not important to other people, you know, like, yes, with my YouTube channel and this podcast, there's people who are subscribed or whatever and are waiting for episodes, but it's still a thing we're making for ourselves and, you know, by ourselves for the most part. And so I think you feel Mm -hmm. guilty because you really want to be prioritizing it, but other people are putting things ahead of it or like, you know, there's other things you want, want to be doing, like, like other things that other people want you to be doing, like friends needing to meet up, uh, work projects running late, that sort of thing. And so it makes it hard to kind of be a little bit selfish and protect some of your time just for you to put towards your projects. But I think if you're feeling the guilt because of not having the time for them, that's a sign that you really need to make the time. You know, It's a sign that you need something that's a part of these side projects to fulfill you. And if you're feeling guilty, then you're not feeling fulfilled. 
And so it is worth protecting your time because it's going to make you just a happier person in general and more content with life. Yeah. And to Meg's comment about, you know, she's so exhausted when she comes home from work and, you know, she can't fathom how to possibly sort of work on side projects because of that. I mean, my response to that is like, it's totally okay to be exhausted when you come home from work. If if not, you know, sometimes it's expected, like you just did a whole day at work. So of course you're going to come home a little bit tired and not as energized as you were at the start of the day. And so I know like this happens to me a lot too, as I come home from work really exhausted and I put this pressure on myself to, you know, go straight to my computer, start working on my own thing, doing the sort of self grind. And I know that that can be a really guilty feeling if you if you ignore that, like I used to feel really guilty watching TV in the evenings because my my mind would tell me like, you're wasting time, like this hour you, you're spending watching TV, you could spend, you know, working on your own thing or whatever. And that guilt eats you up so hard that I really struggled with that for a long time. And so, I mean, I would say to Meg, like, it's okay to be exhausted and it's even more okay to honor that. Like you don't have to push it away. If you're tired, you're tired and that's fine. And just honor that because I think that's what your body needs. And like Meg said, she's dedicating three hours of her Saturday morning to her projects. That's amazing. Like so many people want to do something on the side and they don't make the three hours, even one hour time to put aside for it, you know? So if you're doing that, if you're making an attempt to like bring in that thing that you want to be in your life, I think that is definitely to be commended and you should give yourself a break for all of, you know, the evenings that you come home exhausted. So Al's response to this was he mentioned that he's found that if I do what I do in my day job, which is design in the evenings, then I burn out. So I've had this before as well where, you know, the work that you're doing during the day at work, then you come home and sort of do the same thing, but for yourself. Like if I were to come home and, you know, start doing UX design after a full day of doing UX all day, I mean, I that can be pretty hard and pretty exhausting. And actually, I, I don't think it's very healthy for your creativity either. So if you're experiencing this, then my suggestion for this would be to maybe consider a side project that's not so closely related with your day job and Al actually says that he does this himself he tries to relieve that pressure by doing other kind of hobbies and creative things like he says uh, watercolor or illustration or painting uh, which I think is a nice sort of approach to to do something that's a little bit different from your day job because it can be totally exhausting to come home and do or try and, and force yourself to do the same thing that you just did all day yeah totally I agree And sometimes, isn't it weird that we feel guilty for not doing our job, essentially, outside of work too? Like, that's just such a weird concept. Of course we shouldn't feel guilty about that. Like, do you think a plumber goes home and thinks, oh, I should be plumbing right now? (laughs) Like, I don't think so. So I don't know why as creatives we put this pressure on ourselves. But I think it's because there's always a lot to learn in whatever creative field you're in, right? I, I know, especially in design there is. That's the only one I can really speak to. But Mm -hmm. it always feels like, you know, we're comparing ourselves, we're seeing other people improve, we feel like we should be improving faster too, and and I think that's where a lot of that that pressure and guilt comes from. And on some level, like I think I've made clear, I do believe that we should be improving, we we should be trying if that is something that we want to do, but we also need to give ourselves a break sometimes and make sure that we're 
completely like fulfilled in all areas of our life whether that's rest that's play as well as the you know creative pursuits side of things I think that's kind of a good takeaway and not to necessarily jump to the end but like for Alice if she is totally fulfilled in her job then like two thumbs up like that's awesome there are so many people in this world who are not fulfilled with their job at all some people go through their whole lives being unfulfilled with their job and so if you're fulfilled with your job like that is awesome you do not necessarily need to go and pursue that also in every other area of your life so I mean I think that's like a main takeaway even just for me to kind of acknowledge that because I I also feel this guilt sometimes and so all this pressure like of everyone telling you to do more and like why aren't you if you love this so much why aren't you doing this outside of your job well my response to that would be well I I love my job so much that I'm you know totally fulfilled by it and I don't feel this need to create outside of work and yeah you don't have to right like I love your plumber example actually it's like so perfect I don't know why as creatives we get this pressure to sort of continue going when we get home Uh, but yeah I think for me that's sort of a a takeaway here yeah I think so too and just remember if you do have a job that you feel completely fulfilled by that a lot of people like that's what they're striving for that is why they're working so hard on the side is often so that they can have that full-time gig that is fulfilling them in all those ways. So just go with it, embrace it, and enjoy your life. And if other people are comparing you and thinking negatively to you because of that, like Justin said, try and explain it to them. And if not, just don't accept their opinions. Just don't, don't take that on board because you're fulfilled, you're happy, and that's what matters. Maybe all of those people that your colleagues are comparing you to are not fulfilled in their job so they have to find that fulfillment elsewhere so you know I wouldn't be too jealous or or jump to conclusion of you know why why everyone has these fancy side projects like we don't really know the main reason why yeah and I mean just gonna speak for myself and say that I think that that's only a small percentage of people with side projects I would I would guess a lot of people a lot of creative people just do have a lot of ideas that they want to act on but just because you're a creative for your job doesn't mean you have to be a creative 100% of the time. So yeah, not everyone is going to feel that way. Uh, in those Twitter threads that I was talking about at the start of this episode mm-hmm. that I've seen from the engineers recently, a lot of people have been saying, hey, I chose to become an engineer because there's good money in this industry and I knew that I could have a good job to support my family. I didn't choose it because I've always loved tinkering with computers since I was 12. Right. You know, it was it was a smart career decision. And so I think it's important for us to keep keep those things in mind that there's always going to be the people in your industry are going to be there for different reasons. I hope Alice listens to this episode. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> if not, I hope that everyone else listening got something out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Where can people go to find more of our episodes that are not all directed at Alice, but at anyone? <laughs> you can go to designlife.fm. That's our website. And you can find all past 114 episodes there which is a lot if you've got a long road trip coming up then you know this might make a good playlist yep or a plane trip you know something like that yeah you should also come join us in the design life community that's at designlife.fm community it's a monthly like subscription you get access to a slack group filled with amazing people there's like over 100 people in there who are awesome to chat to at any time of day You've got like a problem you want to share. You've got an idea you want to run by someone. There's going to be someone in there to listen to you and also to hold you accountable. 
So, not being biased, but I think it's a great place. It is definitely a great place. <laughs> right, fam. Good to chat and talk to you next time. Okay, have a safe flight back to London. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.